Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, since her death, Tina Turner's music has seen a massive spike in sales and listens. Songs like What's Love Got to Do With It and Private Dancer are up by hundreds of thousands of percentage points, as is the Private Dancer album. Oh, you're worth more dead than you are alive. That's kind of how it goes in this world, isn't it? That's pretty crazy. I remember but, when know, uh, Michael Jackson sales like went sh- way up after he died. Well, you know, I think uh, people, uh, you know, like the younger kids, the people that actually buy records these days, mm-hmm. they don't know that much about Tina Turner. So they, they look her up and say, hey, you know what? That's actually really good. Tina? Who's Tina? Right. They don't have, they have uh, no way of knowing who that is. Well, uh, at least the death of somebody brings the, the joy of spreading their music over again. Yeah. Yeah. You know who wrote Private Dancer? Who? But you didn't know this. Little, Bruce uh, Springsteen. No. Who? But you're not even close. What? Mark Knopfler from oh. Dire Straits wrote that song. Shut the front door. Really? And he's like, you know, we're not going to use this. Yeah. We should have Tina Turner use this. It winds up being like the biggest hit of her career. There's a lot of songs uh, that I've discovered over the years that were written by other people. Like, Dave Edmonds wrote a lot of songs for Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, Dave Edmonds was a great songwriter. But I didn't but but I only know him from uh I hear you knocking and uh what's the other one? Small things, big things come. There's that, but yeah. also the band Rock Pile, which he was in with yeah. uh, Nick Lowe, which is yeah. they did one album that's absolutely awesome. Yeah, a lot of those a lot of those guys uh, do things that you never hear about. Yeah. Until you actually, you know, read about it. And who wants to read about something? Listen, reading reading books is way overrated. Oh, I know. Talk to the folks over at Ludlow. They don't want to do that either. <laughs> the internet is reminding people that Beyonce and Jay-Z basically mocked Tina Turner's abuse by her husband Ike in their song Drunk in Love, especially since Beyonce posted such a glowing tribute after she died. Uh, yeah, boy, that makes them kind of hypocritical, doesn't it? In the song, uh, Jay says, beat the box up like Mike in 97, I bite. I'm Ike Turner. Turn up, baby. No, I don't play. Baby, no, I don't play. Now eat the cake, anime. I said eat the cake, anime. You know, that doesn't even make any sense. Beat up the box like Mike in 97, I bite. I'm like, or I'm Ike Turner. Yeah, listen, I know you're trying to rhyme stuff, but uh, those aren't even good rhymes. Well, he was successful in selling it, so... Yeah, now look I mean, at it. Yeah. Trying to answer to that? Uh, the, well, the, the beloved Tina Turner died? I wasn't really trying to, to glorify a, a abuser. I really wasn't. I swear. Just, just trying to rhyme something with the word Mike. Tom Hanks gave a commencement speech at Harvard yesterday, and he started by playfully flexing on the kids using his character from the Da Vinci Code movies. He said, quote, It's not fair, but please don't be embittered by this fact. That without having done a lick of work, without having spent any time in class, without once walking into that library in order to have to do anything with the graduating class of Harvard, its faculty, or its distinguished alum, I make a damn good living playing someone who actually did. It's the way of the world, kids. He got a he got an honorary doctorate from Harvard yesterday. Right. And he wore a Harvard tie. Like, oh sure, he went to Harvard. 
Yeah, I never really understood that, the significance of the honorary doctorate. You didn't, he's right. You didn't do anything. You didn't go to school. These people that have earned those degrees went to and spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to get a degree. Here's my question to you. Mm-hmm. How come no one's ever offered us an uh, honorary doctorate degree? Because nobody wants us to be associated with their institution. Okay, yeah, but let's say Springfield College. Yeah. Okay? They're not reaching out for the uh, the, the Tom Hanks. But they could easily book Bax and Nagel. I think we should both get honorary diplomas from East Hampton High School. I think that's a, that's a good start. What do you think? Two-time high school graduate. Yeah. Steve Nagel yeah. and yeah. Michael Baxendale. Yeah, yeah. This is for you, Vito. That's what we say <laughs> when we when we win. I, we could do that. Who could claim to be a two-time high school graduate? Uh, new in theater. Well, there's a lot of people that could. I went to school with some of them. I know, but usually it's a one and done. Uh, new in theaters, live action Little Mermaid is out this weekend. A live action uh, remake of the 1989 animated classic stars Holly Berry and mm-hmm. uh, Chloe Halley as Ariel and directed by Chicago director Rob Marshall. He also did the Disney movies Into the Woods and Mary Poppins Returns. Yeah, that uh, sounds terrific. Uh, about My Father, that's uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. I actually really want to see this one. He's yeah. funny. He is a funny guy. He's awesome. Uh, he plays himself in the comedy loosely based on his life with Robert De Niro as his traditional Italian immigrant dad. When Sebastian wants to propose to his girlfriend, his dad insists on joining them for the weekend with her rich, eccentric parents for chaotic clash of cultures. Oh, I can't wait. Kandahar is out. The Machine. This is Burt Kreischer. This is the one I want to see. Remember Burt Kreischer told that story on the air about the machine, about the Russian guys and the... uh, Yeah. Yeah. He's turned it into a movie. That makes that makes sense. Yeah. So you got you a great got, you got a great story like that. You got to share it. Uh, Wayne's World was obviously a classic, but it might have uh, been a little less of a classic if Mike Myers had his way. Director Penelope Spiris Spiris remembers clashing with Mike over some key scenes. Right around the time they were finished putting the movie together, Mike's father died, so he had to go back to Canada for the funeral, so he missed early test screenings in front of audiences. Those screenings went really well, but Mike didn't see that. Instead, he watched the movie by himself and wrote 11 pages of notes. Many were suggestions for cuts, and Penelope said most of them sucked. (laughs) One of the scenes he wanted to cut is arguably the one that made the movie. The Bohemian Rhapsody scene. Yeah. That was the that was the the hook. That was the thing for the trailer. That was the thing that got people in the seats. Do you remember when we interviewed her a few years ago? Yes. And and she she didn't want to say per se that she hated Mike Myers, but she did everything she, she could to insinuate that she yeah, hates that guy. She doesn't like Mike Myers at all. And uh, Kim or Kanye says Kim's sex tape is far more damaging to their children than his behavior. <laughs> really? Yeah. She must have had something to say. Oh my god! The last time I got damaged was when Ray J. Uh, Ray J. damaged the smash rag and gave me a cooch contusion in that sex tape. You can purchase on Newport for thirty nine ninety five. <laughs> and Kalen? Well, I never got that done and dirty with Mother Chris Kim, but I once popped the beef and cheddar cookie. <laughs> A little vast of friends meringue froth. Hmm? What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is uh, I gave her the piping hot yum yum yogurt 
and Mr. Belvedere was there to clean it up. Ah, oh, there you go. Yeah. Of course. Or wait, is it? Is it called the Mr. Belvedere? I'm not, <laughs> it's probably called the Mr. Belvedere. I think he's got to be there to clean it up afterwards. <laughs> he's always there with the duster. And that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102, are you? And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, remember earlier this week when I told you that in the NBA's entire 77-year-long history, no team has ever come back from a 3-0 deficit in a seven-game playoff series? Well, that was days ago. Today, the Celtics are looking at a series where they are now just one game away from tying this series up at three games apiece with the Miami Heat. Do you have any idea how many teams have come back after being one game behind after five games in a seven-game series? I'll tell you exactly how many. A lot of them. And frankly, it's starting to look like the Celtics might just be the next one. Last night, the Celtics obliterated the Miami Heat in Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Finals with their second straight blowout. Now, you might say, well, Maxie, they only won by 13 points, 110-97. Are you really going to call that a blowout? To which my answer would be, yeah, that's a blowout. You see, Miami only needs to win one more time, and in the last two games, they've been outscored and outplayed by the Celtics by as much as 30 points. Are the wheels coming off the Miami Heat? No, the Celtics have just put their wheels back on, and they're not just wheels. These are steel-belted, all-weather radials they're playing with, and right now they just ran over the Miami Heat to keep this thing alive. Derek White, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart, all with more than 20 points apiece. And how many guys in the Celtics defense allowed to score 20 points from the Miami Heat? None of them. Now, tomorrow night is Game 6 in Miami. This is going to be a crucial game for the Celtics. If they win then they will become just one game away from doing what has been impossible for the last 77 years. Or they're going to go home with a big fat bag of jack squat. Personally, I prefer option one. But don't think of this as the Celtics coming back from a 3-0 deficit. This is about the Celtics needing one more win and one more game at a time. And right now, my previous sense of foreboding gloom has been transformed into a shimmering river of cautious optimism. And I would like to keep it that way for the next 48 hours. Then I can worry about Game 7 on Monday, which right now I am choosing not to do. But hey, and of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The Ego Trim Blower Combo Kit is only 300 bucks at Rocky's. That's a great deal with your Ace Rewards card. I'm looking at this deal at the Rocky's Printed Flyer, which you can pick one up in the store, or see the deals on Rocky's website or on the Rocky's app. What's on sale at Rocky's? It's always at your fingertips. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 614 and Black Sabbath on Rock 102. You, I keep forgetting it's such a short song. Did you know there was a radio show going on this morning? Yeah, I was just you know, just, uh, you know minding my business, uh, looking at other things, uh, considering uh, what to talk about. Boom! All of a sudden, uh, the song Ozzy ends. just stops. I, I know. Yeah. Wasn't ready for that. Uh, sunny today with a high of 73. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 80. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. Man, what an exciting show today. We'll have uh, comedian... Uh, Mike Fenoya from Impractical Jokers. He's going to be at the Loft Com- uh, Comedy Club this weekend. You'll be able to check out uh, that show tonight uh-huh. and tomorrow. And then also the keyword to cash after 8 o'clock. If you remember. If I remember. And uh, not if you remember. It's really going to be about about me. You know, I, uh, I saw some guy uh, the other day riding down the street. Not on a bicycle. Not on a scooter. But, like... 
It's a cross-country trainer. Have you seen these? You know the things that you get on at the gym and it's like... You, 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 the, like the elliptical? The elliptical. It's basically an elliptical, but it was a bike. Oh, no kidding. And uh, it's not very... I don't know. It just doesn't look cool. How do I'm you, sorry. It, does, it doesn't... Uh, can you only go straight on the thing? It looks like you can only go straight on the thing. Well, you might be able to go backwards on it. I really got a glimpse. I really didn't get a really good look at it Yeah. because uh, I was driving by at like 95. So it really didn't... Uh, you know, I, I I know that there are certain fads yeah. out there, like uh, you know, certain like you know, uh, exercise fads that yeah. happen all the time. That would be one of them. I also find myself being maybe unfairly judgmental to anyone who's riding around the streets of uh, town yeah. in a recumbent bicycle. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I I I know you're riding that bicycle because probably more comfortable and you get to tell everybody hey look at everybody i'm riding on a recumbent bu- uh, bicycle what's a recumbent bicycle that's the one where you're not you're not sitting on it you're almost kind of lying back on it oh like uh, like like those seats that they give you to stand at your desk yes you yeah the, ex- exactly the stand desk yeah and you've yeah. seen people on these bikes right i mean yeah. it's, it's not a traditional bike where you get the no. handlebars it's none of that stuff you're kind of sitting there leaning back and yeah you're an easy target to tip over. You know, those are the kinds of things I'm thinking about as I see someone on a recumbent bike. There I, used, yeah, there used to be a guy in Russell that would ride a unicycle. There used to be a guy here in East Longmeadow that would uh, ride up and down my street in a unicycle. That's a, that, that that's kind of a talent right there because there's no handlebars. Uh, you're basically just doing this all with yeah. your legs. And when you fall, you're eating pavement you know, pretty, we were, pretty hard. We were at St- Old Sturbridge Village the other day and there were... Showing us the games the kids used to play back in the uh, early 1800s. Gave the kids a hoop with a stick? No, it was the sticks with the with the f- pedals. It was almost like stilts, like to, to walk on oh, stilts. Okay. And uh, I could not get my – That's like, that requires moving two body parts at the same time because all of your weight, you're holding these sticks and you're standing on them as well. Right. So uh, on these little foot pedal things, and in order to walk forward, first of all, you have to balance yourself on these sticks, and in order to walk forward, you have to lift your leg the same time you lift your arm, which is the hardest thing to do. Yeah, and you know, I don't, I don't. You've seen this before because you know the circus has certainly come to town. Someone who's uh, like a like a a stilt walker who's not using his arms yeah. on the stilts. I mean, he's they're just attached to the feet, and he's walking around with that. I, I, I don't know how you do that, not break your leg. I don't know how you do that either. But uh, this guy on the, on this elliptical thing, I'm like, that just seems like a big pain in the ass to take outside, like to just go and do that. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like a bicycle seems a little bit more versatile where you can have a little bit more movement as opposed to only going in the one direction like we were saying. Yeah. But, but that's the kind of guy that wants everyone to know, hey, everybody, look what I'm riding. Look at me. This that's a that's an attention seeking effort. Rather than if you're on a bicycle or uh you're doing your popping wheelies on Page Boulevard or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, that's 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 you know, that's a great way to stay in shape. This or, is a great way to be noticed by a bunch of people in traffic. Or you can uh, do what Kim Kardashian did and pop wheelies on the chin. <laughs> yeah, you could do that too. Yeah, 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 yeah she's little, a tr- little she's, road. 
road stick, you know? <laughs> what, what are you trying to say? <laughs> what I'm trying to say is uh, that guy on the elliptical kind of looks stupid. That's what I meant to say. So, But, uh, yeah, there's all different kinds of ways that people want to get in shape. I was watching this old video years ago about this uh, exercise equipment from, like, the 1950s. Yeah. And they had, like, one of those guys on, the, you know those bands you put around your waist and then the... It would, like, shake the fat off of you. Yeah. The, the, like, people bought into that then, too. But you know what? There's Some of that is coming back. Yeah. You know, so they but, have these these vibrating plates that you stand on. Yeah. And the idea is that, that it, it kind of shakes you into good health. But those things are, are, are actually making a comeback. I mean, I guess, you know, the way my brain works would be, yeah, okay, I guess if you're getting some sort of circulation in you that you would have normally if you were just sitting on a couch, yeah, that might be good for you. Might but, break up a blood clot or something. But you're not going to, it's not going to, like, make you lose weight so much. You'd have to be you, on that thing all day and unable to reach food. Yeah, and then like, and then your equilibrium is thrown off, and then you're vibrating in your head all night long. Yeah, you don't want to do that, and you can't eat when you're when you're doing those things because you know you get the food all over you. Like if you're eating soup on one of those vibrating, <laughs> yeah, the, the soup's going everywhere. We used to, we used to, uh, that was the trick we used to do to my dad. My dad would take us on road trips yeah. when we were kids, and of course there was five kids and him and my mom, so they'd have to get like three motel rooms. We'd pull over. To like a like a motel, and then they'd have uh, like the girls would be in one, my brother and I would be in another room, my parents would be in another room, and then we would sneak in. Uh, we'd get the key from my mom, and we'd go in the bed in the bedroom where my dad was taking a nap in the afternoon, and put the dime in the vibrating <laughs> bed for him to go. Gee, damn it! What the hell is going on here? Get out of here! And he'd have to wait the 10 minutes in order for him to fall back asleep. I've only in my life been in one hotel room that had that. Yeah. The vibrating bed. Well, they used to be more common. Mo- yeah. Motels of the like the late 70s and early 80s had... It, they this, were, this was like one of those you know small town yeah. roadside motor lodges. Yeah. And it had... And, and we had been like... I don't know, like canoeing that day, and we were exhausted, and we weren't planning on spending the night, but we just we couldn't make it back home, and we, <laughs> the bed is one of these vibrating beds. Mm-hmm. Now I'm all sunburned and sore and everything else. I said, well, you know, let, you know, I got the, uh, a little bit of loose change. Let's try it. <laughs> I tried it, and I immediately regretted doing it because it was yeah. it was not yeah. a good massage, no. and it was not it had it, uh, like thousands of magic fingers. Yeah. That magic fingers was, were touching me in all the places I didn't want to be touched. Like, I felt violated by the bed. That's like uh, water beds. That's a thing that's gone from the. You Thank know. God. What What was the craze with that? Was it just because we didn't have memory foam, so we had to come yeah. up with some other way to 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 make things more comfortable? Y- you would sleep on yeah. a uh, on a water bed, and you know the, the water bed would you know would form itself around yeah. your body and your your body shape. But if you were sleeping in a water bed with somebody else. Every movement they made at yeah. night, you're feeling because it's like a, it's like a, a rippling uh, effect. If you you put like a like you drop a penny in a, in a, in a pond, it, it, everything just ripples. Yeah, and that, but that was like a that was a like a rich person thing then, wasn't it? Like, didn't people with money have water beds? Like that was a, in the yeah, beginning. In the beginning, yeah. yeah. But then you know, regular people had them too, and it, every, I hated them. 
I remember going over this uh, this l- l- this girl's house when I was maybe like in kindergarten, and there they had money. They had an indoor pool, right? And uh, every bed in their house was a water bed. And I was like, why can't we get a water bed? And then my mom's like, you urinate yourself every night. It is a water bed. <laughs> I made my own. I didn't. Yeah. Ha- I, yeah, but it doesn't have the ripple effect. Yeah, but think of the money you saved, too. Right, right, yeah. right. No there kidding. you go. Can you really afford a bed? Yeah, can you, can you really afford a toilet in your bed? <laughs> it's 623 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's 625 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be sunny today with a high of 73. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 80. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, comedian Mike Fenoya will be joining us after 7 o'clock today from Impractical uh, Jokers. He's going to be at the Loft Comedy Club in Chicopee on View Street tonight and tomorrow night. And uh, we'll be talking to him in about an hour. And then after 8 o'clock, not only the keyword to cash, but it's also Open Line Friday. All of that coming up uh, later on this morning. All right. You ready to laugh? I am. All right. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. So I'm in the Walmart parking lot yesterday. Yeah. And this uh, old lady is standing there and just bawling her eyes out, right? Okay. I said, I said, what's wrong? And she's like, I just lost all my money uh, for my groceries. And I felt so bad for her that I gave her 20 bucks from the 200 bucks I found just laying over in the other side of the parking lot. Hi, <laughs> you see? That was very kind of well, you. Well, hey, you know, I'm a, I'm a giving guy. You're a gentleman. You know, it's like karma. <laughs> Eventually, it'll come back to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, ah. and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. 629 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today and get 0% financing on select models. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Max. A woman has died after she was struck by a train in Westfield last night. Westfield police were investigating near the train tracks around the areas of Elm and Pachasic Streets. In downtown on Thursday night, police have confirmed that a pedestrian was killed after she was hit by the train. A, around 10.45 p.m., uh, Thursday, 22 news crews uh, were able to observe significant police presence at the train tracks uh, around Elm and Pachasic Street. The train itself has it came to a stop at the time. I, it's a sensitive story. I, I just I hate the way that it's not updated and yeah. should be uh, because it deserves to be updated, especially when you're talking about a fatal. Because the crew also noticed a police cruiser in the vicinity of the area, so you know it must have been pretty serious. Additionally, near the intersection of Petrasic and Atwater Street, another police cruiser and ATV were spotted. Caution tape. There is no other details to the story, and I don't even know why I'm telling you what the news crew saw. It's a horrible, horrible story, yeah. and uh, I just I don't I don't uh, I don't get it sometimes. Uh, the Department of Justice has charged a Longmeadow couple in an alleged real estate fraud scheme. Louis, Louis R. Maschini and his wife, Jeanette Norman, were indicted by a federal grand jury in Springfield on one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud, two counts of wire fraud, and one count of aggravated identity theft. They were arrested on Tuesday afternoon and released on conditions following an appearance in federal court in Springfield. 
Prosecutors allege that Machashi and uh, Norman were partners in dozens of limited liability companies owning multiple commercial and residential properties in Springfield, East Longmeadow, and Enfield. These companies included Longmeadow Hospitality, JAL Realty Developers, Shaker Road LLC, and uh, 79 Enfield Realty LLC. It's alleged that in May and June of 2018, they obtained loans for their companies from financial institutions and commercial lenders by providing materially false, fictitious, and fraudulent financial information, including you know, what? I, I, every time I hear a story like this, and you know, it's always great when you hear uh, you know, someone local making headlines. Uh, that's always uh, heartwarming. But uh, I just don't understand how someone even comes up with this kind of creative idea, even if it's a bad idea. You have to you have to admire their creativity. Well, I mean, you don't know like you're you're either professional cr- criminals or you're not and you're you it's whatever reason you're doing it for. Are you doing it just because hey, we could make some money off this thing or are you doing it because you don't have any money and you realized, "Hey, there's this easy way if we just apply for these loans, they'll just give us money." Yeah. Unbelievable! I don't know. I, I I only wish that I had the the brain and the sort of underhanded uh, uh, you know criminal mind to come up with something really brilliant. I just don't. It's just not me. Yeah, you're not that type of person. I'm floundering around, bouncing into the walls. I don't know what the hell I'm doing half the time. These people, you know, they. I mean, they they it wasn't a sustainable plan, but for a while things were all uh, they were all fat and giggly. Fat and giggly. Yeah. Uh, when the 22 News I team first started reporting on homeless hotels back in 2012, there were more than 1,800 families living in the hotel rooms. By June of 2016, they discovered there were no more homeless families living in hotels in western Massachusetts. But then COVID hit and people needed to be separated to keep from spreading the virus in shelters. Hotels were used for emergency housing once again back in 2020. As of April of 2023, more than 4,300 homeless families were in the Department of Housing and Community Development's Emergency Shelter Assistance Program. Were 200 of them UMass students living in the Econo Lodge on Route 9? (laughs) I don't know if they consider them to be technically homeless. More than uh, 850 of those families are living in hotels. Compare that to a year ago where the state only had 18 families in hotels. That's it? Last year, and all, now you have a 850? Uh, yeah, that seems to be like a pretty explosive growth. I wonder if you get to, like, if they put you up in a Marriott, do you get to keep the Marriott points for the stay? Uh, that's an excellent question, and that would be if I were homeless and uh, forced to live in hotel accommodations. to be the first thing I'd ask. Like, like I'd, I'd, ask, I'd ask for, you know, it, what kind of spa service they have. Yeah. Uh, is there is a twenty four hour concierge? Yeah, and whether I could get new towels. You just got new towels this morning. Yes. I know, but I, I need more towels to clean up the blood. I, I dirtied them up. They're very <laughs> dirty. I need more towels. I've been on the streets for a while now. Why do they smell like fish? I don't know. <laughs> uh. Well, I was going to say something about that, and now I can Oh, no, we're just going to move on to the next story. Tensions ran hot at the Ludlow School Committee meeting as members of the public gave their input on a proposed policy that would limit what students would have access to in school libraries. The policy is aimed at keeping children safe from obscene content like nudity or pornography, 
But some community members are worried about the broad powers it gives to the school committee to restrict access to certain books. Across uh, more than an hour of public comment, community members spoke to the committee both in support and opposition to the policy, which would replace the current guidelines that allows parents to challenge individual books. The ACLU Massachusetts sending a letter to Ludlow earlier this month saying they opposed the library materials policy. Now this meeting uh, did not decide whether the policy would actually be implemented. That decision will come at a future meeting. Um, also, to be noted, uh, the Ludlow School District is in a $2 million deficit and they're about to lay off a bunch of teachers. I'm glad we took up all this time at the meeting to talk about a book that doesn't even exist in the library that may offend somebody. <laughs> you know, any history textbook could uh, could offend somebody. Well, you, you know, the more I thought about this yesterday, and then, you know, some people chimed in with what books, because I said, what books? Are, is there any specific books? And mm-hmm. there was this... One book that was uh, noted, and I can't remember the name of it, but it was uh, it was about a uh, a young girl uh, giving oral sex. That was like one of the passages in the in the and that was and that was the whole the plot of the book. It wasn't the whole plot of the book. There was other things in the book yeah. that uh, made the book. You know, I remember being in like sixth grade and uh, all my friends wanting to be funny and giggly by going to look at the naked people in the National Geographic magazines that were in the library. That's what we would do. And it was okay to have that nudity because that was part of their culture and it was just showing you how other people live. Yeah. People who live in tribal communities, they wear, you know, uh, depending on what, what you know, they're African countries, whatever tribe they're from, whatever, um, like, jewelry they might wear or any kind of headdress or something like that, but they wouldn't be wearing any clothes because yeah. it's a tropical country. It was no big deal to have those in those magazines. It was funny to a 12-year-old who wanted to show all his friends, <laughs> look at boobies in the magazine in the library at school. We, no way! We used to look up the dirty words in the, in the dictionary because yeah, the right. F word was right in there. Right, right. And, and we'd giggle and laugh like little, uh, like little people. I just, I, I think there's this over reaction to and this boogeyman type of thing like these horrible things are going to ruin your child you know what's going to ruin your child the tiktok videos that they watch all day long actually information that they get from those i would i would even make this argument that the thing that really harms your child is to not let them read some of the classic pieces of literature that we're talking about here yeah because some of them are would include and these are books that could all be interpreted as being offensive to somebody. Books like The Diary of Anne Frank, you know, To Kill a Mockingbird, you know, Huck Finn, Tom Sawyer, uh, a bunch of Stephen King movies, uh, you, know, you know, books that uh, that might that might offend. You know, I mean, you're talking. You know, we mentioned Catcher in the Rye yesterday. You know, these are all classics that that that, that we grew up on. What, were you particularly damaged? When you were forced to read uh, Catcher in the Rye in high yes, school. Yes, you know why? Why? Because it took up a lot of time that I didn't really want to spend on reading Catcher in the Rye. It wasn't that, wasn't that long of a book, though, Steve. You could read that off in like a two days if you really wanted yeah, to. Yeah, but to a high school kid, I don't want to read anything. Listen, I felt stained by having to read Beowulf. Not once, but twice. Psh, please. I do, uh, I do, you know, that was, Catcher in the Rye was the one because of the, you know, he, he got a hooker. Yeah. yeah, and you're talking. He to, swore. 
and he did all kinds of bad stuff that kids shouldn't be doing. Right. Like and drinking booze. Exactly. Yeah. And yet, it's considered a classic piece of literature that high schools have been assigning to children for generations. Yeah. Remember, I had to read Macbeth. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Good point. Yeah. You want to talk about, you know, you, you, you murder and, uh, you know, you know, criminal activity. Macbeth. And Macbeth, you know, Othello. I mean, there's all, all those, you know, those Shakespearean classics are offensive out. if you really want to take it that way. Out, damn spot. Out, I say. You know what she was trying to get rid of? Blood. That's what she was doing. That's right. She was a murderer. Romeo and Juliet were teenagers. It's Keep just, that in mind. Yeah, that's 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 crazy. I'm this. I'm a big. You know, I I appreciate this Constitution thing that we have, and I really appreciate those uh, those things. Uh, what are those things uh, that they uh, uh, guarantee you amendments? Some rights? Amendments. Yeah, the Bill of yeah. Rights. Yeah, Bill of Rights. Right. Right. Free speech. It's free speech. The, the The reason why that is made is because of the exchange of ideas that gets created within cultures. If you at least allow to see what somebody else is offering, you can either say, well, I do or I don't want that, uh, you know, uh, want that kind of lifestyle. This but at is, least I understand that it's out there. I totally get that, and I don't disagree. But here's here's my thought about this. Sometimes the most important things that we can read and learn about are the things that make us the most uncomfortable. Yeah. Because you don't learn by a lack of exposure. If you don't know what happened to Anne Frank and her family, you don't understand the the the, the concept of what may have happened in, uh, in in Nazi Germany. You may not get a full scope of the fear of people hiding out of you know, out of for the, and 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 trying to you know live this live in this horrific period of time. You don't get a real sense of that if you deny someone the opportunity to read about it listen i told you uh and this is the this is the thing about kids not wanting to read stuff anyway i had to read the diary of anne frank we all did i didn't read the diary of anne frank but i bs'd my way tried to bs yeah. my way through uh a synopsis of that book and it was like and and you got to remember, I'm a dumb kid. It yeah. was a dumb kid because a dumb kid didn't understand what that was. I didn't understand like the Holocaust and all that stuff. I was in seventh grade. I I mean, I knew what it was. I just didn't realize how horrific it was and what her role in that whole thing was, uh, and what that how significant that book was. Right? Yeah. So we had to write letters back and forth. To each other, we had these things called literature logs. The teacher would give us literature logs, and we would have to write letters back and forth about books we read to the other students. And I actually, I showed this to my kid a couple of weeks ago. I got to bring this thing in. It's like all these little notes uh, to another classmate, and I and I wrote to this Patrick, and I said, "Dear Patrick, I just finished reading the Diary of Anne Frank, and I could not put this down. It was so cool to learn about what life was like." In Germany <laughs> during World War Two. Now it's <laughs> it's funny because how stupid that kid was who didn't realize how 
how how serious that subject was <laughs> right. and what that was about. Yes. And it was me just trying to not that that's what I'm getting at. Some of these kids don't even read those books. You know, when yeah. you tell some kid, "Hey, by the way, there's this book that that's controversial in the library." <laughs> they're all going to want to go get it. Yeah, of yeah. course. And then my teacher, by the way, had had taken that book, read that letter and would put his own notes in there, and he wrote uh because, oh, because I would not finish books either. That was the thing. I haven't finished this one yet, but it was like I hadn't finished the <laughs> 10 other ones either. And he's like, uh, Mr. Nagel, you should better start finishing But He talked like, you talk like this all the time. <laughs> you better start finishing books. As, as your synopsis of Anne Frank, I don't even think you even read the diary of Anne Frank. <laughs> and only had to say what you said about it. <laughs> And I'm like, well, I'm sure there's other people out there that would say well, the same thing. You it's know, one thing not to just, finish a book. It's another yeah. thing not to start it. <laughs> but, yeah, like, there's kids out there. They're not going to. It's not wrong to read unless you tell them it's wrong to read. They could probably care less about what books are in that library. Yeah. The only books they're looking for are probably the ones that they, you know, they have because to do for a report or something like they're that. Never go- they're never going to know about the books they don't read. Right. They're never going to learn about the things that are in those books unless they read them. And these are books that have been, you know, assigned forever. I mean, like, you know, Death of a Salesman is, is something that, uh, you know, you could say, well, that that may offend also. But it's like, you know, you, it, I, I, I'm not, I was not that much different from you as a student. I was not right, a great right. student. And hated reading books just for the sake of, of reading books. Yeah. But I but I would do it, and I got better at it over, over time. But I can certainly appreciate now, you know, uh, uh, 40 years <laughs> years later, the importance and significance of that, of, of that literature and what it meant to culture and history and an understanding of human... Yeah. Of human emotions and human conditions. You know, you just unlocked a bunch of memories for me now. Here's what I used to do. This is my, (laughs) (laughs) or even earlier on when I was in third grade, when I wasn't ready to read any of those books yet, but, uh, you know, regular third grade grade appropriate books, uh, I wouldn't want to read those either. But they had the library had a program where it was called the Book It program. And if you had a, you had a big pin that had Book It on it and it had, six five or six stars on it or something like that right and each week you'd have to hand in to the librarian a reading log of the books you read and have your parents sign off on it and then you would get a star and when you completed all the stars on the pin you would get a free personal pizza from pizza hut wow right okay so i uh would forget to hand that reading log to my mom but she would have taken me to task on if I did read any of those books. So I would just write down books, and then I would sign her name to it. And I got really good at that. I got really good at forging her name when I was, like, you know, probably 11 years old. Okay. Right? And uh, and I would get free pizzas. And, uh, and, you know, it was like, hey, Tubby. Hey, Tubby, you think you really need another pizza? I had to read a bunch of books to get it, you know. So I, I would cheat the system. So Stephen suggests here that you yeah. read 
An 800-page book by Leon Uris. No, no, it would be like it would, it would be like Bernstein Bears books, you know. I know, but it's yeah. like just go grabbing any oh, title yeah. you can, just, just yeah. to get yourself a little oh, yeah, the little male pizza. the male anatomy. Oh yeah, oh you read that? Oh, look at him. It says here you are war and peace. Yeah, a clockwork <laughs> orange. Yeah, that's a li- little much for a ten-year-old kid, don't you think? Oh, is it? <laughs> is it? Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be sunny with a high of seventy-three. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of eighty. It is uh, thirty-eight right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock One Hundred Two. Oh yeah. Once again, Father's Day is right around the corner, and you must Rock One Hundred Two Springfield's classic rock at six fifty-four, and the Rolling Stones with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. Going to be a sunny and nice day today. High of seventy-three. Matter of fact, the whole weekend is going to be sunny and nice, uh, even up till Monday. High of seventy-nine for there. It's thirty-eight right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, real quick, in fact, uh, tonight's going to be a great night for the uh, the Free Music Friday concert series to begin at MGM at the Plaza. Uh, Brian Damage, a uh, tribute to uh, Pink Floyd, will be performing. I'm going to introduce them as that. <laughs> I think that would be funny. It's actually brain damage, but uh, I for the for the sake of laughs, I'm calling it Brian Damage. Uh, Ciara Spella came up with that. Uh, stop by the Rock 102 table uh, for your chance to win great Rock 102 prizes. You'll be there along with uh, Ted, the intern. Uh, that'll be uh, that'll be great. It's uh, tonight, 7 to 9, at the Plaza at MGM with Steve Nagel from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. And, I, and I'll also be part of the road crew. Yeah. Uh, helping Ted out. Because I'm a team player, yes, Bax. That's exactly what I'm you a team. When management is not available, Steve Nagel is. <laughs> Anyhow, anyhow, yes. uh, yesterday I uh, I finally got to uh, open up a package of uh, the hot dogs that I bought last week from the Autumn Mist Farm. Yeah, oh, dude, did you have the hot dog here? When, no. When they ha- okay, so the hot dog is delicious when you get it cooked from them as well. But they're all beef hot dogs, right? And they're they're huge. They're like footlongers. And I told <laughs> you they have the the bigger ones. Right, what's it called? The Widowmaker. No, no, I think the biggest one he's going to come out with is called the Home Wrecker, which <laughs> is like a giant kielbasa-looking hot dog. I got to tell you, man, that was one of the best damn hot dogs I ever had. Really, Mike, my, my my kid night, Blake, we had there was four of them, and we didn't we didn't even put them on buns. We just cut them up, and we're just taking little toothpicks and and, and eating them like like hors d'oeuvres because they were so good. Really, you didn't need anything on them. You didn't need oh, mustard. Man. You didn't need ketchup. You didn't need any any of the condiments on there. But I cooked them on the smoker, which I think actually added a little bit. I, I just slow cooked it. Yeah, put it okay. at 180 degrees and let that go for maybe 30 minutes and then crank the heat up a little bit to kind of crisp them up on the outside. Oh, they were man. awesome. Yeah. That sounds so, awesome. So uh, highly recommended to go get the hot dogs over at the uh, Autumn Mist Farm. Uh, comedian Mike uh, Fenoya from Impractical Jokers is going to be at the Loft Comedy Club this weekend. We're going to be talking to him in just a few minutes. It's back to Nagel on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as you know, I'm not a big fan of auto racing. Are you kidding me? I can barely handle breaking the posted speed limit in my own car, never mind watching somebody else do it with or without a police chase in hot pursuit. 
But with the Indy 500 set to kick off on Sunday, I feel as though it's my duty to at least acknowledge that it's happening and that what you, the shallow-minded listener, can expect from this year's event. This year, of course, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway will be operating at full capacity for the second year in a row. You might recall that the Indy 500 was only operating at 40% capacity in the pandemic conditions of 2021. And the year before that, they ran the race without anybody sitting in the stands. This year, however, they're expecting the second largest crowd in Indy history, with more than 325,000 tickets already sold. And it's already Friday. Theoretically, you could have a sudden rush of people scooping up those remaining tickets and matching the all-time record set in 2016, where the Indy 500 managed to squeeze in 350,000 people, which I should point out is nearly half the entire population of the state of Vermont. Now, you might ask, okay, Baxi, that's a lot of people, but what about the race? To which my answer would be, who cares about the race? With 350,000 people jammed into that place, the only thing I would care about is where I parked my car. Listen, I know you car nuts love this thing, and I certainly try to give racing my fair share of attention, but my concerns are more practical issues, like how long are the lines going to be to the bathroom, or how long is it going to take for me to get out of the parking lot? To me, those are the really important question. It's not who's going to win or who's going to take the poll. I don't care about that sort of stuff, but put me in a crowd of 350,000 mouth-breathing Indiana residents, and I'm looking after a full afternoon of hand sanitizing and panic attacks. And once those things start to kick in, the race will suddenly become the last thing I'll be worrying about. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Buy a grill at Rocky's. It's assembled and delivered free. Any grill over 400 bucks, plus your first round of fuel is free. Pellets, propane, charcoal, whatever. Chalk, the Rockies is your grilling destination. Whether it's the big green egg, the Weber, the Traeger wood fire grills, the Uni pizza oven, and introducing the Blackstone Outdoor Griddles. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7-Eleven and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. You ever keep people on hold with that piece of crap? <laughs> Listen, it could be a hell of a lot worse. I guess it could be. This weekend at the Loft Comedy Club, uh, Mike Fenoya, uh, one of the producers, or the producer of Impractical Jokers on True TV, and he's also uh, the host, a co-host of a podcast, Comes a Time, is going to be at the, the Loft this weekend, and he's on the phone with us right now. It's Mike Fenoya. Good morning, Mike. How you doing? Good morning. How are you guys doing? Very, very good. You're a Van Halen fan, are you? I hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a yeah. yeah, little Sammy Hagar in my ear at uh, yeah, the, the, the morning. The, the lighter years, though. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. more of it, yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm a David Lee Ross guy for sure. Yeah, I, I like Sammy, you know. Yeah. I think of all the things we could have made you sit and listen to, that was probably the the least offensive thing we could have possibly come up with. I mean, believe me, yeah. we got all the things we could have uh, dragged you into. Yeah, thank you for no Nickelback. That's, that's, <laughs> oh, that's coming up next, that. pal. So you, uh, well, I'll be off by then. Yeah, so. there you go. You are you are a music <laughs> right. You are a music fan. You're doing this uh, this podcast. Comes a time. Your your co-host is a musician, and here you are a comedian. Tell tell me about the the podcast a bit. Oh man, it's a uh, blessing i can't even believe that i'm able to do it it's uh i co-host it with oteal burbridge who's the bass player for uh dead and company and 17 years with the allman brothers and uh it, it's it's just wild I've, I've been a music nut my whole life and uh i got to interview him on one of my old podcasts and we hit it off immediately and i was like man we should do a podcast together but who has the time and then the pandemic gave us the time 
<laughs> and everyone was home. So we had like, you know, the good thing about doing a podcast during the pandemic was nobody had a real reason to say, no, I can't do your podcast. So we right. had John Mayer, we had Bob Weir, we had, you know, all the, you know, guys from the, the dead and the almonds and all these amazing people. And, uh, yeah, it's really nuts. It's, it's incredible. And, uh, we get to talk to a lot of really interesting people and it's funny how live life on the road, whether you're a musician or a comic or whatever, it's very similar. So it's great. It's been a real, it's been a blast. That's and awesome. It's nice to talk to other than comics every now and then too, you know? Oh, why? Is there something wrong with comedians? Do they do they run dry every once in a while? That's the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. We're all so normal that it's nice to be able to, you know, talk to someone that's a little wacky every now. And then. Yeah, it's it, yeah. it's always nice to talk to someone who doesn't have some sort of personality deficiency. You're absolutely right about that. That's 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 real comforting. <laughs> So you you spent uh, uh, quite a few years with uh, you know doing some writing for the Impractical Joker show. How how was that experience? Ah, uh, it's incredible. It's, uh, it, I started with the show on season five as a uh, comedy producer, working with the guys. I started opening for them on the road. Uh, it's it's great, and and been working with them ever since. Um, for those that watch the show, um, there's a whole bunch of. Uh, like they have a couple other shows. They have a show called Inside Jokes where like the little right. fact bubbles pop up yep. down at the bottom, like pop up video. Um, I do that show as well. I like write the, the facts and uh, it's great. It's so much fun and the fans are awesome. And uh, I've had so many cool opportunities. The guys have brought me out on the road to open for them in places like, you know, Radio City Music Hall and wow. the Wang Theater and, uh, you know, Nassau Coliseum, Bridgestone Arena. And I'm just up there like I do not belong here. <laughs> and, and, and here you are spending the weekend in Chicopee. Wow. It's really, it's in really, Chicopee, tur- yeah. <laughs> you've really so, turned around. So did, have you, <laughs> did, have you had a lot of experience with, with the, uh, you know, with their, with their practical jokes or are they, or is that your focus more on the, the other show? No, God, no. I've been involved with a bunch. Yeah, like, you know, we essentially, I mean, I've been on a couple episodes where I've I've had to, you know, like be part of it, which is such a blast. Um, but being on set and watching, you know, people wondering, like, what the heck's wrong with this weirdo that's like <laughs> approaching me and yeah. pulling cigarettes out of my mouth right. and doing all these odds. I mean, it's just so fun to watch. Well, and, that That's the thing about that show is like, I'm surprised, have any of them been, a, a, you know, a, attempted assault on them uh, for, for messing with people? Because some people seem to get a little irritated. Yeah, well, uh, there have been a couple times in particular where like, you know, I, I'll stand a little closer to what's going on just in case I have to, you know, jump in front of someone and be like, don't punch Murr too much, you know. Yeah. <laughs> there was one one time. The one I think that I was the most like freaked out for him was he had to pull people's cigarettes out of their mouth while they were smoking <laughs> down in like the financial district of Manhattan, where you don't know who just lost their last million in the market. Right. And, you know what I mean? And now they're having their last cigarette before they, you know, jump in the <laughs> river. And he's taking their last cigarette, and I'm like, oh, boy, this is not going to be good. But it, it, luckily he, you know, didn't get clocked. But, but most people know it's a show. They tend to be like, all right, cool. And I, and I would imagine most of those people, or all of those people, have to sign a release to put their picture on television now after you've filmed them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not that part. And you know what? You know what's the it, – it's a it's a amazing thing that they do, but it's also kind of like as one of the producers of the show, whatever – you want 
you wish we didn't have to do this, but it, it, let's say you're in a, a coffee shop and you know who the guys are, you know what the show is, yeah. and you see one of them come in and you play along. Um, afterwards, if a you know pr- production assistant comes up and says, hey, you were just on a TV show, if you go, yeah, I knew all along, <laughs> yeah. we don't use that. Oh, yeah. we, won't, we don't use that stuff because... It, it, they want it to be pure. They've always wanted it to be pure. And once you cheat, it's easy to continue to. So we're in the back watching, like, please don't know the show. Please don't know the show. And then when someone's like, oh, really? Who are they? And, you know, we realize they don't know it. We're like, yeah, it's like the, you know, like a spaceship landed on the moon because it's, it's, it takes a long time to, you know, if someone sees a prank, they got to, like, let the whole room reset. You got to yeah. like cycle out the whole, like, group of people because it's, it's hard. It takes hours. Yeah, so, I, I, I would say I would let it go if I if I knew that they were there. Uh, the on the other hand, that John, uh, what's what's that guy who did the What Would You Do show? The John Qu- Quinoa or whatever. Remember, remember the oh, guy? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I would totally say this is a this is a setup. <laughs> it's a total setup. Actually, I, I'd be more <laughs> disappointed if I were just like a regular guy in the street, and all of a sudden some of the impractical jokers just came to hang out, not even doing a show. Yeah, just sitting there waiting for something to happen. That has to happen that to sometimes those. Sometimes happens. It yeah. has to. I mean, well, like even in, and plus, like if we're out on the road, like doing shows, and they have a tagline or something that's like they always say, and you'll see somebody on the street, and they'll just start screaming the taglines from <laughs> across the street. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, okay, like there's no cam. This is we're real. Pe- they're real people too, you know. So just it, it gets very weird. But I'm quick to kind of be like, I'll give people a look. And just kind of be like, come on, act like you've been there before, you know? Yeah, right, like, right, right. You know, Behave yourself. <laughs> yeah, but, you know? But but it, on the other hand, there, there must be something kind of nice where you know, you're you not so far into the action. You're just sitting there, thank God I'm near a camera. <laughs> thank God, I'm, oh, thank God yeah. I'm on the production yeah. end today. I'll tell you, I know. And it's so great because there, it's, it's, it's like a family atmosphere there, you know? Like, we all have been working on the show for a while. So we're friends with them and... It's fun to see it be so big and so great, like the movie and all of that. But you're right. Like, it is so nice to be able to be like, yeah, let them go to Carvel and, you know, ruin someone's birthday cake or whatever. <laughs> we just get to sit back and eat ice cream. Yeah, yeah you're right. The sadness of a, of a destroyed cookie puss is hard to get over. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Mike Fenoya is going to be at the Loft Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow night. And uh, also check out his uh, his podcast, Comes a Time. Mike, it's great to talk to you. Hope, hope you have a great weekend at the Loft. Thank you guys for having me. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Mike. We appreciate it. It's uh, 721 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 726 in the Who with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown will give you the forecast there. Uh, listen, uh, later on today, you're going to hear the, uh, the Bax and Nagel radio podcast posted on, uh, all your, uh, special podcasting platforms or what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but while you're listening to that, also check out Baxi's musical podcast this week. Really cool interview with Richie Faulkner from Judas Priest. I told you before that, uh, there's a guy who nearly died on stage in Kentucky back in 2021 with a massive aortic dissection, barely survived, and now is back. He's back with uh, Judas Priest. He's got a brand-new band called Elegant Weapons and a new record out, and he's touring again, too. It's a really interesting interview. And then on Monday, I'm going to be talking to Glenn Matlock from the Sex Pistols. He's got a brand-new record out called Consequences Coming. There's a brand-new single out called Head in a Stick, which is really, really good. 
and he's about to go on tour with Blondie. We talk about all that stuff and more. All those podcasts available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and on rock102.com. I thought that was some of uh, Andy Griffith's greatest work. Uh, which one? Matlock. Yeah, no, yeah. he was great in Matlock. Yeah. I'm still more of a Andy Griffith show fan, though. Like the, the, old, the old show still is a classic. Yeah, but uh, Matlock, uh, I used to watch that with my grandmother. That was... Uh, that was another thing she wanted to do to not actually have interaction with me. Yeah. Uh, just sit here and uh, watch this program while I smoke my Eve Light 120s <laughs> and my martini. My uh, my grandfather used to watch Matlock. Yeah. And he was also a fan of... Uh, Murder, he was he, wrote? No, he was a huge fan of Sheriff Lobo. Oh, he thought that was like the greatest show ever. I never saw that one. Yeah, The Misadventures of Sheriff Lobo. Was that a Western type of thing, or was that No, a- no, it was, it was like a, I mean, I think it was set like in the West or the South or whatever, and, uh, whoo, man, he thought, just thought that was like the funniest damn show he'd ever seen. Oh, I've, I've never seen it. Yeah. yeah. People in my family have a very low bar of uh, entertainment uh, expectation. Oh, like, like not really that interesting programs to watch? Just, no, not really. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I listen. I, I I sat with him trying to watch it, and like went completely stone faced. Well, he's choking to death because he's laughing so damn hard. Uh, oh, well, that's good. Well, that's a good idea. That's just the way he was. Anyway, anyway. Uh, we have news coming up next on Rock 102. Here, seven thirty-two. Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today. Get 0% financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. One person is dead following a train accident uh, late Thursday in Westfield. According to Westfield Police, a train struck the person around 9 p.m. in the area of 61 Pachasic Street. Several streets were closed during the investigation. More information is expected to be released uh, later this morning. Um, the uh, dangerousness hearing was held for the suspect in the Holyoke Unicorn Bar shooting on Thursday. 35-year-old John Brown Jr. of Springfield Springfield was uh, committed uh, without bail and will be held without the right to bail pending a dangerousness decision. The shooting on December 17th of 2022 took place at the Unicorn Bar in Holyoke where one victim was shot several times. That injured person was in the hospital for quite some time after. Thankfully, no other patrons were injured during the incident, but it was a very chaotic night for law enforcement officers. Police arrested Brown several weeks later, and he is facing several charges. A dangerousness hearing to determine the decision hasn't been made yet, but he isn't being he held. He appears to be dangerous. There are some things in his past which uh, may suggest He's got like a little chip on his shoulder. Uh, maybe, but uh, you know, are you dangerous? Well, was so there a- dangerous? So dangerous? Yeah. Uh, it, was there a gun involved? Yes, there was a gun involved. Were bullets inside the gun? Yes. Did bullets come out of the gun? Yes. Did he fire it at somebody? Yes. He's dangerous. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. What if he missed? Well, he's still dangerous he because been, the intent yeah. was to actually hit. You just happen to have bad aim. Well, uh, he might be a little dangerous. Is there a is there a spectrum of danger, or is it just like a, can you be a little dangerous, or can you be a lot dangerous? Because one bullet is just as dangerous as a bullet from someone who's really dangerous. I don't know. Maverick told, uh, or Iceman told Maverick in the original Top Gun, "You're dangerous," and he's like, "That's right." Yeah. See, I've never seen the original. What? So like, I know. I know it's crazy. I've never, I've never seen Top but Gun. But you saw the new one. 
No. <laughs> what? Why would you not see the new one? Because I haven't seen the first one. Okay, you, now you now you have to wait till it comes back out in the theaters again because you can't not see Top Gun the the Maverick thing without seeing it in the movie theater because that's the whole point of the special effects and everything. The story sucks. The can, story's stupid. Can I watch it on my phone? Uh, uh, yeah, you could watch it on your phone. Well, you get spatial. Uh, was it spatial audio? Yeah, with your, well, with I, your I find I find that that three inch screen to be so immersive. Well, you could with the spatial audio again with the earbuds. It'll feel like you're right there in a movie theater watching it on somebody's recorded version on their handheld camera. But in the back row, yeah, in the way the back, ba- row. the very back row, with, with silhouettes in front of you. <laughs> the uh, meet and greet series for East Hampton interim superintendent and candidates wrapped up Thursday night in the city. The final candidate to take part in the series uh, Thursday was Dr. Marlene DeLeo, the current superintendent at Ware Public Schools. DeLeo has served in that role since 2014, but prior she served as principal for the district for three years. Before that, as principal of the Holyoke Morgan Elementary School. Altogether, her career in education spans more than 25 years. We're learning so much about these folks. You know what we're learning? What are we learning? All of them are duly qualified to run that school district. Hmm. However... Can you get past the Vatican stage of the video game? <laughs> it's a good question. Yeah, are they gonna? Is that how they choose a new superintendent over there in yeah. super, uh, in East Hampton with the smoke coming out of the? Yeah, uh, once there's white smoke, then you know they have they have chosen their pope. And right now it's just uh, it's green smoke. <laughs> Uh, the two new members of the school committee will also be chosen on May 31st to assist in the interim superintendent search process. Interviews for that will be from June 3rd to the 5th. Oh, it's like a whole little, it's like a like an ice cream social. Yeah, that's right. A, a smoker, what are they, wasn't there an, a, like a smoker social too? Didn't they used to have those? Um, they used to have like cigar uh, uh, smokers, like a cigar social. Everybody get together, kind of like the big bonk and smoke. Yeah, uh, so you do a cigar social. Yeah, that that seems a uh, that seems like a lot of fun. Great way to meet 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 folks. Great way to meet folks. Uh, get to know whether or not you'd really want to work in that school system. <laughs> you know, based not, on everything you've read, I, I'm surprised anybody would apply at all. Well, it's not the school system. The school system is fine. There's lots of great people that work at. at in the East Hampton Public Schools. It's right. the committee to get into the school that you got to worry about. They're a bit much. Yeah. The uh, Department of Justice has charged a Longmeadow couple in an alleged real estate fraud scheme. Louis Masachi, uh, 57, and his wife, Jeanette Norman, were indicted by a federal grand jury in Springfield on one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud, two counts of wire fraud, and one count of aggravated identity theft. They were arrested on Tuesday... Afternoon and released on conditions following an appearance in federal court in Springfield. Prosecutors allege that Masachi and uh, uh, Norman were partners in dozens of limited liability companies owning multiple commercial and residential properties in Springfield, East mm-hmm. Longmeadow, and Enfield. These companies included Longmeadow Hospitality, JLL Realty Developers LLC, Shaker Road LLC, and 79 Realty LLC. Right. Lots of LLCs. Yeah, and you also, uh, yeah, we heard about what other businesses they own. Yes, uh, I don't know that. uh, Uh, You know, I've I've seen it confirmed by other people, though, so I don't know. 
No, they're 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 in multiple businesses. Yes, yes. They, they get their toes wet in a lot of different uh, pools. Yes. They meet with a lot of people. Mm. Yes, at a certain place, at a certain home-like place. Yes, yes, uh, very uh, very close to certain very busy areas of town. It is uh, alleged that in May and uh, June of 2018, they obtained loans for their companies from financial institutions and commercial lenders by providing materially false, fictitious, and fraudulent financial information, including false rent rolls. Ooh, I love rent rolls. You ever get those? Yeah, with the dipping sauce. Oh yeah, the dipping yeah. sauce. Yeah, red dip the mm, mm, like a hunting barbecue rolls. or yeah. a ranch. Ooh, yeah. that's good stuff. Yeah. Ooh, not enough, not enough rent roll left at the end of the monthy. <laughs> Waitress, yeah. more rent rolls for the table. Yeah. And fraudulent lease agreements after receiving the loans. It's like the Texas Roadhouse. Where they keep bringing you. <laughs> ooh, it's the cinnamon butter. With the rent rolls. Now, uh, if you should see the song they do when it's your birthday. <laughs> they allegedly made some or no payments and ultimately defaulted on the loans, causing substantial losses to the lenders. Yeah, that's kind of illegal. I don't know if they knew that or not. Yeah, well, I wonder if they uh, had a place to meet uh a house. I don't know. A place. I don't know. Yeah, I don't to know. To make these plans. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, where would you find a, a decent size uh, uh, reception type area? Oh, where, I don't know. Where, where you could dine with other people <laughs> and meet up with them. Yeah. Maybe in a house setting somewhere. Probably near know. like the Longmeadow shops yeah, or maybe yeah, across yeah, the street or know. something like yeah. that. Yeah. I don't know. Is it. It's not like we can't say it. We just don't know it to be complete fact. Yeah, I mean, we're actually being uh, uh, overly cautious. Yeah. Because we, you know, we don't want to get anybody in, in trouble, especially, you know, these folks. Uh, yeah, they're, they've, they have enough on they've, their plate. They've had a bad enough day. Yeah, but not as much on the plate as you're going to get at <laughs> that very place that they own. The uh, Massachusetts Division of Marine Fisheries is making an emergency change to recreational regulations on the size limit for keeping striped bass in Massachusetts due to an issue of overfishing. Mm. We well, got piggy fishers out there. What's uh, what's the new limit? Uh, effective today, the new recreational size will be 28 inches to less than 31 inches, and anglers will still only be able to keep one fish per day. The previous limit was 28 inches to 35 inches. So the Jacking you four inches. You know, I, I, there are some days I don't think I've got to, I can spare an extra inch. However, officials found that in 2022, the recreational harvest of striped bass nearly doubled. Uh, these changes will help maintain the rebuilding goals of uh, striped bass, especially the 2015 class that are currently the size of previous uh, keeping regulations. Oh, the class of 2015. You remember them? I sure do. Yeah, that was uh, that was the year Marty was supposed to come back to the future, and he never showed up. <laughs> remember 2015? I do. That was a good time. It was a very yeah. good time. That was a uh, we actually had uh, we actually had graduation parties, not your little parades that you had there back in the early 2020s. You know, <laughs> I was going back to a time. The if and they had rent rolls there uh, for dinner. Do they have like a rent roll truck that they could do, purchase them from? You know what? Uh, hot rent rolls. Yeah, rent uh, rolls. Yeah, I yeah, believe yeah, that's. Rent rolls. I believe that's one of the food trucks that's going to be down at MGM uh, Springfield tonight. The rent roll truck. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, like the like little Pillsbury Doughboy. Uh, yeah, things. yeah. And he says hee hee <laughs> when you need one. 
So yeah, uh, yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna get striped bass out of the Connecticut River, you better make sure it's up to regulation, or the fish police are gonna get you. A lot of guys doing hard time for violating the the uh, the regulations on a striped bass out of the river. You know what? It could happen. You could rack up enough fines and fishing <laughs> fines in order to be arrested. I think they they take that pretty seriously too. They do. They uh, that's not something uh, you should be messing with. You know, you're playing a scroogey on the Department of Conservation. Yeah, you know, some some dudes are going to catch their their bass and mm-hmm. just put it back in the water. It's really about the sport of catch, uh, of catching the fish as opposed to. You know, putting it in a cooler on ice and then, you know, bringing it home and cleaning it up and then, uh, you know, cooking it however they want to do it. But, uh, you know, I mean, if you're if you're close to making a violation because it's not quite big enough or you know, it's too big or whatever it's going to be, that, that, that's on you. I was never good at freshwater fishing. You know, like I never yeah. caught like a like a significant fish uh, in a freshwater. Deep sea, it's easy because you just... The, you know, the the mate on the boat's throwing a bunch of chum off the side to get them all to come over to the yeah. boat, and then they grab them to grab one of yours. I've kind of had the, the, the same thing. I don't, yeah. I don't do a lot of fishing because, uh, you know, frankly, 90% of it's kind of boring, and it's you know, mostly been freshwater stuff, which I've never really enjoyed. Well, I mean— But, the, but, the, but you know, ocean fishing is fun. You say boring, but it's a chance to be outside and enjoy the outdoors. And uh, I'm sorry, have nature. we not met? Yeah, yeah. I don't like the outdoors. You don't I, like I, any of that. I abhor nature and all the things that it offers. That's why I've chosen magnet fishing as my preferred <laughs> method of fishing. You should have seen that big magnet one. You should have seen the one that got away. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was uh, the the poles on that thing were crazy. Yeah, it's just too bad they don't have magnet police off the side of all those bridges you're tossing that thing off of. Hey, that might not be a bad idea with all these people getting into magnet fishing. That might be the next thing. You have to have a security force in order to regulate. Like you can only pull so much you know, yeah. metal out of a waterway. Only one old railroad spike per day, sir. <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast today, sunny with a high of 73. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 80. It is 43 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. We got downtown Springfield. You can be one word away from your chance to win $1,000 weekdays in the 8, 11, 2 o'clock, and 5 o'clock hours today. Listen for your $1,000 keyword to cash, which we are going to announce in just a little bit, and then enter that keyword into rock102.com before midnight for your chance to win 1000 bucks. Play every weekday to increase your chances. It's your chance to put $1,000 in your hands with the keyword to cash. Brought to you by TextMeForTires.com. Kim Keogh of the Nielsen team. Livian Keller-Williams and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. You ready to roll? I am ready to roll. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Chipotle for you tonight, baby. Chipotle for you tonight. Nah, I'm all right. I heard some uh, parent yell that at a kid the other night during a softball game. That sounds like a like a threat. <laughs> kid from the other team uh, does something good, and the kid's like, "Yeah, Chipotle for you tonight, baby." Wow, that's oh, that's uh, that's woo, that's that's, yeah, that's a treat. That's great. Yeah, most kids want ice cream, or you know, <laughs> a good round of listeria would be uh, great for, hey, for tonight. Who wants to go for burritos after the game? <laughs> Uh, here's a guy asking his dog, uh, to say, oh yeah, you know, like, you know, we do here, right? Yeah. And, uh, here's the dog delivering on cue. Can I get a, oh yeah? Oh yeah! Yeah, all right, I like that. <laughs> Let me see that again. Can I get a, oh yeah? Oh yeah! 
<laughs> oh, good boy. Yeah, good, good boy. boy. <laughs> That's pretty cool when people can teach their dogs how to. I've seen the one where the dog could say no. Yeah, all right. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, clip number two, a uh, woman shot a man in the groin Ooh. who smashed her car window with a crowbar during a rush hour road rage confrontation in Philly. Here is Chief Inspector Scott Mall breaking down what happened and explaining how pe- police got all the evidence they needed. When the 22-year-old broke that window with the crowbar, he actually dropped the crowbar and it ended up in the 27-year-old female's vehicle. So we have her vehicle, we have her gun, we have the crowbar. Damn. Shot in the groin. Does the guy have all of his equipment in the groin area, or is that blown clean off? Well, he's in critical condition, so I'm guessing that uh, it might have caused a little bit of damage. Well, it could have nicked an artery, too. You know, there's a lot of plumbing down there. Who's Nick? I don't know. What's he doing in the groin area? I don't know. Police are still investigating. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, I hope they don't come across anything they don't like. And a Long Island skateboarder uh, and shop owner skated from the West Coast all the way to Virginia Beach in 57 days. All right. Here's uh, Chad Caruso kicking off his 57th day and then uh, him at the end of his journey talking to reporters about the good cause he did this for. All right, it is day number 57, last day of the skate across America. I got like 55 miles to Virginia Beach. Honestly, it just feels like another day. Raising money for a nonprofit called Natural High. They're in classrooms in all 50 states, and they help kids find a passion, focus on selling drugs and alcohol. It's, uh, did you hear what he said? It's awareness for, uh, called Natural High, a drug prevention program for youth. That's cool. I thought smoking pot was a part of riding skateboards. <laughs> yeah, but you or are can, we not considering that a drug anymore? Right, but yeah. you can you can still you can still do one and not have to fall into the trap of the other. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess you're right on that. It's not as enjoyable. Uh, an ESPN and SEC network announcer made a pretty uh, s- vulgar slip of the tongue while announcing a baseball game in Alabama. Here is Tom Hart trying to say, "Turn the clock back." You ready? Okay. We can't turn the black black. Uh, we can't turn the Ooh. clock back. I know it's after midnight. We can't turn the clock back and turn it back into the mid '80s. Wow, a long night just got even wow. longer. Huh? <laughs> this game can't end fast enough. It's clock. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? And turn back Yeah, the clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? That's why I always get confused two times a year. <laughs> I'm always grabbing the wrong thing. Uh, and that is now here this at 757 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock, 811. And John Mellencamp with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be a really nice weekend uh, starting with today. High of 73 and sunny. Tomorrow, 80. Sunday, 85. And Monday, 79. It's 46 right now in downtown Springfield. Steve, it is time for the keyword to cash. Uh-huh. $1,000 keyword. Uh, today's keyword happens to be the word joyful. Joyful. That's joyful. I will be very joyful with $1,000 in cash. That's J-O-Y-F-U-L. Go to the, uh, the Keyword to Cash Contest page on Rock102, Tom, uh, rock102.com. Enter joyful as a, uh, for a chance to win 1000 bucks. You have until midnight tonight to enter the $1,000 keyword. 
for a thousand bucks. Again, the the keyword is joyful. That's J O Y F U L. Joyful. Good luck from Rock 102. This is, Springfield's classic rock. Uh, this is a joyful place to work. You and I put the F U in joyful. That's yeah. That is yeah. so true. And now live from the Richard Grieco Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts. It's open, open live. Four one three two nine three one zero two one. That is the uh, the number for open line Friday. Four one three. Doing those aliens on Sesame Street. Ring. Oh yeah. Yep 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 yep. Anyway, keep your filthy words to yourself. Uh, keep your hurtful hate speech onto some other radio station other than this one. All right. Okay. Those All are the right. rules. Try not to be a jerk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Rock from Harvard. What's uh, okay? Uh, what's what? up? What? Hey, this nonsense keyword for cash thing. Does anyone ever win? Yeah. Yeah. Every day. Every day somebody wins. I never hear someone win. Well, well we because haven't. it hasn't been you yet. I've never typed anything in. You never well, heard the commercial with the person jumping up and down like yeah. you just won something on the prices, right? So wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. You haven't heard anybody win, and you haven't entered the keyword for your chance to win. So what are you complaining about? Well, I'd like to see if somebody won. Somebody has won every day. Yeah, you should post their pictures on the internet. We do. We do do that, yes. Okay, all right. Well, thank you very much for the the excellent advice. Appreciate the help. Thank you, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Mike Jones. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning, girls. It's Vince the Plumber. Hey, Vince. What's What's up? What's up, Vince? No, not much, man. How are you guys doing? Happy Friday. Happy long weekend. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait until today's over. I'm beginning to think you're not even a plumber. You're just a guy that calls up and likes to shout out business names for free on the radio. You know what? Yeah, that's a good idea. But you know what? A couple weeks ago, I tried to call in when all these uh, plumbers were calling in also. And I'm like, come on, man. You know, you can't can't use my my selling aspect of calling myself Vince the Plumber, you know? All right, right, Vince. Who's the shout out to your free advertisers today? (laughs) All right, so Plimpton and Hill, <laughs> saying hello to those guys. Um, the Granite Group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see, uh, Springfield Plumbing Supplies. Mm. Uh, who else? Oh, um, Crowley, B.E. Crowley, saying what's up to my boys over there. Sean, Ricky, everybody. Mm. Um, Sears oh, and Roebuck. All, all my good buddies <laughs> over at uh, FW Web. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Anybody else? Uh, no, no, no. That, okay. That's pretty much it for right now, you know? It's a good list, uh, Vince. We appreciate it. Have a, <laughs> have a have good a weekend. Have a weekend, guys. Right, you nice. too. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? This is Papa Steven again, just saying good morning to everyone there and my little buddy Oliver. Yeah. All right, All right thank Oliver. You. Thank you, uh, little Steven. All right. Take care, guys. Okay. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Can, can someone tell Vince the plumber that you guys prefer the term ladies? Yes, actually. He can we, call. Listen, he can call know, us whatever we, we're want. not a, we're not offended by anyone's <laughs> microaggression. <laughs> Have a good day. All right, Thanks. you too. Uh, Rock one hundred and two. Good morning. Yeah. Who's this? Oh, hey. Good morning again. It's Vince the plumber. Oh. <laughs> I meant to say what's up to my buddy Dan over get? at Eddie's. Dan, what's up, bud? You know. Oh, Eddie, all right. You all right. Okay. <laughs> all right, buddy. Bye. All right. I don't know how he got through. I don't so know. Quickly I, with all the other people calling here. Rock one hundred and two. Good morning. Who's this? Mike Jones again. Hey, Mike Jones. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? 
Hey, good morning. This is Ed West calling from Westfield. Uh, just appreciate you guys doing what you're doing. I want to say happy Memorial Day to everybody, uh, especially uh, all the custodians of the Westfield Public School Systems and all the cafeteria ladies. There you go. Wow. Now you tell them. Yeah. Appreciate all it. Right. Thanks, Ed. Thank you so much, guys. Okay. All right. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, Justin from Orange. Hey, Justin. What's up? Hey, um, how about them Celtics, huh? How about them Celtics? How about that? You guys feel it's just like the 04 Red Sox, or what do you guys think? You know, I, I, I it, it, happens, you know, so. you don't want to get you don't want to get too excited about it, but it's hard not to two blowout wins in a row, and they're looking like the Celtics we've seen all season long. Those first three games, you almost you, you you try not to think about it, but it's one game at a time, man. One game at a time. Oh yeah, that's all I'm saying. All well, right, hey guys. I uh, yeah. appreciate the time and have a good one. You too. All right, Rock One Hundred Two. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's Karen from Connecticut. How hey. are you guys? Hey, Karen from Connecticut. What's going on? So I just want to let you know how much I absolutely love Old Sturbridge Village. Oh, my, you do. Oh, you're the one. I loved it. <laughs> well, plus my kids. That's at least four. All right. Well, All right. You, you said husband and kids. So you. Do, are you one of these families that go there uh, non-school sanctioned? Oh, my word, yes. When the kids were little, we used to actually book a hotel room across the road, and it would come with uh, tickets to go, and we would go. And the best time to go to Old Sturbridge Village is when they have the Civil War or the Revolutionary War reenactment. The best day ever. <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry. What's your, what's your name again? Karen. 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 I got to tell you, Karen, you sound like you are an absolute firecracker to hang out with. Karen, do you have a sign in your Do, do you have a sign in your kitchen that says, "It's not a hangover, it's the wine flu." <laughs> I, you know, I haven't drank alcohol in over 30 years. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, okay. do you have a live laugh love do, sign in oh, your kitchen? Let, let, let me ask you this, Karen, do you got a lot of recipes in the house that involve jello? You sound like the kind of woman that loves a good jello mold. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I get high on life. Karen, and I get high on Rock 102 in the When when was the last time you shopped at Target? <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Now now listen, there is a huge revolutionary war reenactment this weekend in Weathersfield, Connecticut. Oh. See you there. It's right near the Target too. I bet Man. you can get another sign for the kitchen. Uh, if if I didn't have some sort of emergency surgery or a funeral to go to tonight, I would say I'm there. But I've got other things that going on. It's too bad you didn't oh, catch man. you with this about a week ago. Thank you, Karen. Yeah. And your your husband must be a lucky, lucky man. Come on, honey, we're dressing well, up like Puritans. Yeah, you I, right, you bet. All right, I love the way you shoe a horse, you dirty girl. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Come on, let's go milk some cows, baby. Yeah, that's, that's what, what you're talking, talking about. about. Yeah. Turn that butter, baby. All right, Karen, have a great have a great weekend at the village. <laughs> Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning. This is Kenny from Hamden. How you guys doing? Good, good Kenny. What's, what's up? up? Hey, question for you guys. How, I know you guys talk about breakfasts all the time and everything. How would you like uh, – I, I make tons of breakfast sandwiches for work and everything, and I would love to make you guys, you know, even your staff, some breakfast sandwiches sometime soon. Is this, like, from your own personal kitchen? 
I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but I'm I'm sorry. I uh, I just yeah, can't. I, I, or do, do you work at one of the establishments in the Hamden Wilbraham area that makes breakfast sandwiches? Because there's more than one. There is plenty. But no, I do not. So these but are I, yeah. What's okay. that? Go on. Go on. No, no, no. I know you're probably like, you know, like everybody loves Rice's Fruit Farm. I mean, that's probably one of the best ones. And I can actually say I've, my sandwiches are comparable to that one for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, I I don't know, though. I get I, it. I, I get it. I, I know. I ask, you know. Listen, uh, you're just some random guy. You're bringing over hot I, food. Uh, I met you guys like, you know, I met you guys a couple times back in the, in the past. And, uh, you know, you guys are really cool guys. And I enjoy listening to your radio and everything. And. You guys do a great job and all that. But I was just thinking, you know, no big deal. No, you know, I, I, we, no loss. Don't worry. We appreciate it, and, yeah. and uh, we uh, we enjoy your patronage, but you, you don't have for, to feed us. For some reason, I'm picturing Keith Morrison in the Dateline special talking about the poisoned radio host from the from the guy who Far wanted to that. unsolicited <laughs> breakfast sandwich. It looked like a simple breakfast sandwich. But was or was it? it? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> all right, guys. Have a safe right, weekend. Thank, Take care. Right, you too. Uh, Rock 102. Oh. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, it is Ella. Hi, I'm sorry, what's your name? Ella. Ella? What's on what's on your mind, Ella? I have a joke for you. Okay. All right. Well, let us have it. Knock knock. Who's there? Nobel. Nobel who? I knocked because there is no bell. Ah, there you go. Ah, there you go. Thank very you very good. much, Thank Ella. You. <laughs> All right. Very good. All right. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, guys. Dad Joke Jet from Palmer. Oh, Dad Joke Jet from Palmer. What's up, buddy? What do you got for us today? Long time no talk. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, I don't have any shout-outs to bathtub stores or uh, can't make any breakfast today. No, no, you're not bringing us any breakfast. Huh? Okay. Well, what do you, what no, do you, no, no, no. What do you got for us? I got some jokes for you. All right. Go I got ahead. some jokes. I know it's Memorial Day, but uh, I'm not a fan of national anthems. I just don't really like country music. <laughs> oh, I get it. Country music. All right. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I didn't think my chiropractor would correct my messed up posture, but I stand corrected. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, last one. This one's going to be a little colorful. There's a guy going around. I don't know if you heard about him. He's uh, dipping his testicles in glitter. It's pretty nuts. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. So is this <laughs> segment, I'll Chester. tell you. Yeah, don't call me Chester. Thanks, Mom and Dad. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Very good. There uh, I think that's quite yeah, enough. Ended on a high note like it that did. one. Yeah. It's a 23. <laughs> Dad joke shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love the inspiration that comes from this program. It's so stupid. But so it's great. better than, I'm my dad. Yeah, look at Day 23 at Rock 102. Apply. See store for details. Day 26 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. So uh, you talk about the, uh, the Celtics. Yeah. The Celtics can come back from this, uh, what is it, uh, three game to nothing deficit. They, yeah, but now it's, uh, it's uh, two games to three. Uh, what's the difference uh, between a Celtics fan and a baby? I don't know, Steve. What's the difference between a Celtics fan and a baby? The baby will eventually stop whining. Stop it! What? That's not even remote. That doesn't make any sense. What do uh, the Boston Celtics and Possums have in common? I don't know. What do they have in common? Both play dead at home and get killed (laughs) on the road. Stop! What? Stop! 
Stop. What? Uh, what's uh, Boston Celtics' favorite wine? I don't know. What's the Boston Celtics' favorite wine? We can't beat Los Angeles. <laughs> <sighs> Some of these I can't even read. Re- oh, really? Yeah. Those are the ones that might offend people? Yeah. What do you call Boston Celtic in the NBA Finals? I don't know. A referee. <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyhow, it's uh, 827 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News. First 31 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Naples Home Buyers. They buy homes as is and offer solutions to any problems. Naples Home Buyers. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Um, for some reason, the internet uh, just seems to want to stop working here this morning. Listen, uh, just make it up. You've heard all the stories already. Yeah, I know. Uh, there was an unfortunate de- death last night in Westfield. Somebody was hit by a train up at Chasick Street. We don't have any other details about that. Uh, what was the other? Thing? The Longmeadow couple was charged with fraud. Mm-hmm. We could go on and on about all this stuff. You see, but, uh, you uh, don't need the internet to get through those stories. But, you know, the real story here today is uh, the Valley Bike Share which had its busiest year ever in 2022 with 117,000 rides, is unlikely to be back this summer. Why? The city of Northampton, which administers the bike rental program for eight Pioneer Valley communities, said Thursday it has given up plans for a short-term contract that would have gotten the electric assist bikes back on the streets in 2023. That interim fix meant to plug a gap after the collapse of the Canadian vendor didn't work out. Instead, Northampton's Director of Planning and Sustainability, Carolyn Mish, said the best way forward is to host a competitive bid process for a new vendor. There's no vendor. There's nobody that wants to rent these uh, bikes out. They're or vendorless? They're, they're vendorless. Well, I mean, it'll match the closed storefronts along the city streets yeah, where those empty bike racks are. So, so in a way, it kind of, it kind of feeds into the flavor of the city. <laughs> Uh, we own the bikes and the stations uh, will stay where they are, Mish wrote in a response to email questions. We know that there are possible vendors who would be able to get us uh, back up and running, but we need to go through the proper procurement channel, so I don't want to assume that this will be a fast process. While Valley Bike could could operate this year, it's unlikely. Valley Bike will be back. We need to find another partner that can reliably provide this important transportation f- uh, service for Northampton and the coalition committees. Those things are uh, pretty handy, and a lot of people use them. Yeah, I've uh, I've never really understood why you would use them because, uh, you know, I mean, in certain towns it makes sense, but, uh, I mean, everything within Northampton is more or less within walking distance. Um, Anything worth going to. Well, yeah, but if I mean, you If like- I want to go to, like, uh, the front of Thorns to go to Harold's Ice Cream Shop, I, I, I could just hoof it. Yeah, but you could ju- you could rent one of these to go on the bike trail. They had that uh, bike trail down there. Why not? I'd rather drive. Can I drive on the bike trail? Put my car there and gun it. Yes, you can drive on the bike trail. I'd like to see there be a, a rule that st- states that specifically. But it's only a one way, and you got to figure out which way that is. I don't like yeah. That's that's a, that's a lot for me to figure out. A uh, federal grand jury indicted two Massachusetts residents and connected with the armed robberies of U.S. Uh, Postal Service letter carriers in 2022, acting U.S. Attorney Joshua Levy's office said. 22-year-old Misha Lewis of Boston and uh, 22-year-old Kemeth Demonstain of uh, Stoughton were... Uh, Stoughton. Stoughton. Yeah, I'm still learning the town names around here. 
Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's yeah. the eastern part of the state. I can see why you might not get that one. We're indicted on two counts each of robbery, any person having lawful uh, charge, control, or custody of any mail, uh, mail fraud. On November 29th of 2022, Damon and Lewis found or followed and then forcibly robbed a letter carrier of an arrow key in Mattapan. Arrow keys are a specific key designed to open designated blue USPS collection boxes in specific areas, and they are the property of the post office, making it a federal offense for an authorized person to possess one. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, Demathon reached for the carrier's satchel, and as he said, he wanted the key secured on a chain. The key was pulled from the carrier. The chain broke as the carrier was pulled down from a home's front steps. Two suspects turned in, turned and fled in a rental car. A month later, on December 16th in Hyde Park, they both approached a mail carrier and held them at knife point. Give me your effing arrow key! And the carrier raised their hands. The two suspects then pulled and cut the chain with the knife before they fled. What the hell, dude? What is, I mean, come on, let the guy deliver his mail. Well, they're taking the key so they can get into the post office boxes to steal the mail. You know, what's the point? I mean, most of those boxes are full of junk mail anyway. Are they? Yes, it's all junk mail. No, but the boxes are filled with people like a, who's sending a letter out. Like if you go down to the corner and uh, put your uh, letter in the box. Yeah, I suppose. Then they come and pick it up. So, but like most of that stuff, like what is there really to steal an outgoing mail in a post office box? Well, I mean, you know, some people could be paying bills. And I guess you could get the fraud on the uh, on the check or the account, account numbers, numbers or, or whatever like that. But I was going to say, not it's not like people are mailing cash. Not no, like no. more than ten bucks if some if grandma's uh, sending a birthday gift out. I don't yeah, know. but you know, you, you know, there are plenty of people that'd be perfectly happy just grabbing ten bucks to do whatever the hell they want to do with it. Uh, since July of 2022, 13 letter carriers have been assaulted on the job in Boston and surrounding communities. Such incidents included the attempted or successful robbery of a USPS arrow key from letter carriers in at least 10 instances. This is like a trend. Wow. Six uh, were armed robberies where the perpetrators carried a knife, firearm, or both. And by the way, it is federally illegal, like I said, so you will be charged with a federal crime. Uh, supermarket chain Stop and Shop is providing a pallet of food and flavors for hungry drivers stuck in traffic bound for the Cape uh, this Memorial Day weekend, giving out free car tutory boards. Car tutory boards. Oh, uh, it's not uh, charcuterie. No, it's car tutory. No, car or carcuterie. Wait a minute. How is it pronounced? Charcuterie. Charcuterie. Okay. So this would be a carcuterie. So this would be a carcuterie. I wanted to say carcuterie. So it's does it, Are they giving you a car with a delightful variety of cured meats and cheeses? Well, as traffic is anticipated to snarl ro- roadways on and off the peninsula, one of the busiest traffic weekends of the year, Stop and Shop said that its innovative charcuterie boards are ideal for on-the-go snacking and fit snugly within vehicle center cup holders, which means there's not very much on it. You know, we were joking yesterday about the idea of uh, driving while eating ramen noodles or soup. Yeah. There are times, though, where I think it would be just a lot of fun to be driving. And, you know, you cut yourself off with like a nice, uh, you know, slim piece of sausage. Well, it's already cut for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it it always tastes better when you cut it yourself. I always feel. You know, sometimes they cut it too thin or whatever. I like a, a a little bit of thickness to it. I would like to just, 
you know, drive with my elbow and then, you know, cut myself another piece of, uh, of uh, a hard sausage, perhaps. I like hard sausage. I bet you do like a hard sausage. I love a hard sausage in my mouth. It's salty and delicious. The uh, boards are made up of boar's head brand. Uh, ooh, ooh, boar's head. Bougie. Bougie meat. That's Actually, bougie. it is good meat. It is good meat. It is good meat. Yeah. Uh, boar's head brand uh, uh, Genoa or Genoa? Genoa. 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 All right. Uh, pepperoni. Three pepper Colby Jack cheese. Picante provolone. Ooh, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Uh, caramella and horseradish pickle chips, uh-huh. along with locally made baguettes and cranberry bread from the Hyannis-based Pain de Ednon, according to Stop and Shop. Sounds like a, I, I, it sounds like a winner. The grocer's nature's promise dried cranberries can also be found inside the carcuterie boards, mm-hmm. uh, adding that it's also offering its fan favorite Stop and Shop brand seltzer waters to keep travelers hydrated on their journeys. You know, I know this is a news story, but you're making it sound no, like a it's commercial. A, it's a giant commercial for Stop and Shop. They're like, hey, you know what? We give out three pieces of pepperoni and a piece of salami. We'll call it carcuterie. And then, and then we'll send out press releases. And the local media will think we'll be so stupid about it, they'll use it like a news story. Oh, we fooled them again. What a brilliant marketing strategy. Thank God you and I didn't fall for that. It's uh, National Safe Boating Week. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. As many uh, prepare to head out on the water, however, there is only one safety feature a local boating expert is concerned will not be put out on the Connecticut River this summer. Usually uh, mid-June, channel markers are put up along the Connecticut River to help boaters avoid running aground, but this year it's unclear if that's going to happen. Uh Luke Burnell is the owner of Burnell Marina and a member of the Connecticut River uh, Channel Markers Committee. He said that the committee was trying to get a five-year bid to put out the buoys. Uh, Usually that costs about $18,000 a year, but this time uh, Luke said they only got one contractor who offered to do it for $50,000 each year. That's a lot. Luke said they have uh, reached out to state and local leaders for help, but his concern is about safety. Uh, by Mitch's Island, there's a cable crossing, which people are going to hit, and there's another rock outcropping north of the island, and there's another uh, rock outcropping south of the marina. Uh, somebody hits those, not only will there be boat damage, but uh, you could toss somebody out of the boat. Yeah, you want a boat uh, safely. You a, want lot a, of, a lot of nutcases on the river. You are not a good buoy. Bad, bad, bad buoy. Bad, bad buoy. Luke added that this is not as simple as someone placing a buoy in the water. It requires some heavy equipment like cranes. Uh, Luke said the uh, committee is looking into offering one-year bids instead of a five-year to see if another contractor will bite. Why can't you just like throw a, like an anchor at the bottom of a buoy and just throw it where the thing is running aground or something like that? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I've never really played with many buoys in my, my time. I don't really know much about boating in order to chime in on this conversation. Right. Nor do I have the interest <laughs> in finding out. If I go on a boat on the Connecticut River, yeah. I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be that's all I'm going to be asking the driver, the captain of the boat. Uh, hey, do you know where you're going to run aground? <laughs> Listen, I once saw this documentary of a bunch of people that went on a boat for a 3-hour tour. Yeah. And the weather started getting rough, and that ship was in big trouble. And next thing you know, they're stuck on an island. They got a professor that's, that can make a radio out of a coconut but can't build himself a boat to get off the island. Now, you explain to me how that goes, Captain.
Was that the one with the? Uh, was it? I think I read it, that was a documentary, right? It was the, the, the movie star and the and the girl from the farm. Uh, yes, and then these two rich people. Yes, and the professor uh, named yeah. Professor uh, 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 Professor Anne Marianne. I believe it was the guy's name. And then uh, Gilligan, who was. Uh, Yes. Have you seen this documentary? Yeah, I've seen it. I've yeah. seen it. Well, oh, it's good. Was there some weird thing going on between Gilligan and the Skipper? Do you always have to go down that road? I do have to go down I that think, road. I think it was just a matter of a of an employer and employee relationship. That's as far as it went. We uh, They seemed awfully close. They were in bunk bed hammocks. Well, how are they supposed to? How, how, where were they supposed to sleep? Well, they could have slept on opposite sides of the of the of the hut. Why did they have to sleep in bunk beds? Why, why did they have to sleep in bunk beds? Bunk bed hammocks. I don't know. Because I guess there was only like two posts in the entire hut. Uh, I don't know. I think the, I think they were a little closer than everybody thought. How come a guy who spent twenty five years on an island eating nothing but pineapples and coconuts was still overweight? Well, he was, how did the how did the skipper not lose a little bit of weight while he was on an island? Must have been all the protein he was getting from Gilligan. That's exactly. Oh, come on. <laughs> what? That, come well, on. I'm talking about the coconut milk drinks that he would make. Right. Milkshakes. Yes. What is he eating, like 30, 40 at a time? Well, didn't he have banana cream pies? That's what how he got so fat. <laughs> and where did they get the cream from? Remember that was C- Gilligan's favorite was the banana cream pie. Yeah, right. And then uh, how? where would they get the cream from? <sighs> Listen. Uh, yeah, the, that, now, the now, documentary only got so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it did. It didn't. It didn't resolve every question. Didn't there's still that. there's still a lot of mystery as far as how this whole situation happened. But I believe they eventually got off the island once the Harlem Globetrotters showed up. Oh yeah, but then they were back again because then I saw another like documentary after that documentary where they where they made it back by yeah. tying all the huts together <laughs> and uh, floating, you know, floating away, and then they. They came back and yep. they realized, oh wow, this this isn't what we expected. And then and then they said, hey, you know what? We should go out for another three hour tour. And then, and the, then they, it happens all over again. Yeah, they're, oh, like, they're like they're, they're back on the island again, the very island that they got lost on. <laughs> no lights, no phones, no motor cars, not a single luxury. And do you think they would tell anybody where they went? No. Listen, we'll be back in about three hours. You know, if, if you if you go by time, by the time they actually were rescued from that island, yes, they had like they must have had like beacons for boats. Then that you could say, hey, we know where this thing went off course. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and they would have been easily found the next time that they went back out. Yeah, well, you know how it was. I mean, there were people that would show up on the island, and they would you know they would escape and not help the castaways. <clears throat> Well, that was a that was a tale. Sure was tale of a fateful, fateful trip, trip <laughs> that started uh, from with, uh, started on this tropic or this tiny ship. Yeah, we don't know. The, the mate words. was a mighty sailor man, the skipper brave and sure. The five passengers that sailed that day on a three-hour tour. A three-hour tour. The weather started getting rough. The tiny ship was tossed. If not for the fears of the village crew, the minnow would be lost. The minnow would be lost. Ah, uh, see, I, I and I didn't like uh, when they added the professor and the Marianne. 
Yeah, I know, because I mean they were part of it and they left them out the first couple of seasons. What they must it must have been a contract dispute. It must have been like, hey, you know what? This show's really taken off, and you're telling us the and we're called end the rest. You know, let me tell you something. Yeah, I'm going to say this again. I don't mind saying it publicly because I I feel no shame in saying this. For all the people that fixated on this whole thing between Ginger and Marianne, yeah. do not sleep on Mrs. Howell. Because when Mrs. Howell was a young lady. Yes, when she was a she young lady. She was slamming. But Let listen, me tell you something. That was a good looking, handsome woman. Uh, like you said, in her youth, she uh, time had taken a toll on her by the time she was in Gilligan's Island. Well, it's very tough to be a millionaire away from all your riches on a desert island. Can you tell it's Friday and we've spent all of this time <laughs> wasted? Like we're stoned. Well, in you're, our the mom's base. Start, you're the one who started saying I'm having internet problems. So let's just you know, go with the news and, and this is what we came up with. I feel like we're taking bong hits out of one of our mom's basements and just talking about Gilligan's Island. You know, it'd be really cool, man. If Ginger and Mary Ann got together. You know? All right. Mrs. Howell is hot. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> yeah. She was hot. I'd like to see the skipper and Mrs. Howell uh, do the rotisserie chicken with Mrs. Howell. <laughs> you know when they had those luau's out there on the on the beach. You know, <laughs> Gilligan, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> Pack my bag. <laughs> Pack my bag. <laughs> Lovey, you're popping wheelies on the chin. <laughs> oh boy! Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's uh, it's 46 <laughs> in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Go electric during the Memorial Day sales event at Leah Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, and you can. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8:55. And Allison Chains on Rock 102. It's uh, going to be mostly sunny today. Actually, it's going to be a great weekend uh, for your Memorial Day weekend. Sunny every single day, uh, high of 75 to 80. It is 46 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, real quick, Big Bonk and Smoke returns to the log cabin Wednesday, June 21st. Tickets are on sale now at rock102.com. They can also be purchased in person at the Cigar Room 2 in Agawam. Your admission includes... Uh, a few cigars from the Cigar Room 2, uh, an event T-shirt from GG Inc.'s custom printing, and all that food from the log cabin. Cigar smoking, not a safe alternative to cigarettes. you got to be over 21 with a positive ID to enter, but it's going to be an absolute blast. The Big Bonk and Smoke, June 21st, brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, Aqua Pump, and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, I'm still uh, reeling from uh, desecrating Gilligan's Island for the last <laughs> 10, 15 minutes. Nothing desecrating about it at all. In no. fact, I think it was actually very respectful in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways. Except that last part, <laughs> so, maybe. But. Well, you know, things get a little nuts sometimes. Well, I know. Listen, it's it's Friday. It's a yeah. three-day weekend. You yeah. just got to, you know, kind of spread it out. Let, let, let her loose a little bit. I uh, I have, like, a busy weekend. I, I have a very busy weekend. What are you doing? Uh, to, to free concert tonight. I'm, uh, I'm doing a wedding tomorrow, uh, which is, like, it's for a friend, so it's not uh, like I want to keep doing that. Right. You know? And then uh, Sunday, uh, I'm taking a bunch of kids to the movies. And then uh, Monday, uh, my kids are marching, or my kid is marching in the parade, a couple of parades. Right. And uh, it's just a busy, busy weekend. You know what I'm doing? What? Uh, tomorrow, uh, I'm doing absolutely nothing. Sunday, 
I'm doing absolutely nothing. And Monday, the only thing I'm going to do is worry about coming back to work on Tuesday. Why That's go to, it. Want to go to a wedding tomorrow? No, I do not want to go to a Are wedding. Sure. I am positive. I'll set you up with everything, and you can just uh, sit there and relax. Nope, nope, nope. I don't want to. I don't want to relish in anyone else's love but my own. That's no. it. That's all right. that's all I want. I want to do a whole lot of nothing. Except watch all reruns of Gilligan's Island. Well, now I entertain do. Yourself. Yeah, yeah. Cause, cause you now- missed. You probably missed a couple. <laughs> yeah, there's probably a couple of suggestive moments in there. I never really pointed out. Every show went dark at some point. Oh, ab- absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, when that show jumped the shark, I don't know, but I'm I'm willing to find out. <laughs> I'm willing to invest w- the time w- to put it in there. For <laughs> it's eight fifty eight with Bax and Nagel at Rock One Hundred Two.